Welcome to the Queen City Church Podcast. We're so excited that you decided to join us, and we wanted to personally welcome you. Thank you so much for listening in today. Our goal is that this message will encourage you and give you practical steps for a relationship with God that keep getting better and better. Enjoy the message. We're in week number three of a series we're calling The God I Never Knew, which is a series all about the Holy Spirit. And we're calling it the God I never knew because that was my story. See, for the majority of my life, even though I grew up in church, like I did not have a relationship with and I didn't know the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was truly the God I never knew. And I don't want that to be your story. Because what we believe is that not just knowing the Holy Spirit, but having a relationship with the Holy Spirit can certainly change your life. And so that's what this whole thing is about. And so in week one, we talked about the person of the Holy Spirit and how important for you to realize that the Holy Spirit is not an it, that he is a person. Because if you know that he's a person, then you can have a personal relationship with him. And then last week, in week two of the series, we talked about the fruit of the Holy Spirit, that that's like how you want to like change your life and the power that comes from the Holy Spirit is found in the fruit of the Spirit. And this week, we're going to be talking all about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Oh yeah, baby, we're going there today. The gifts of the Holy Spirit. 113 weeks as a church. Let's go. Okay, it's time. So uh, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now, um, I encourage you every single week to take notes. I mean, I do, like, I almost say that every single week. I highly encourage it. We actually have, uh, like, pre-corona, we would give out things to help you take notes, and it said on it, note takers are history makers. And we only say that because I believe it's one of the best ways to really, like, retain the information. Um, I think taking notes is one of the, the best ways to, like, remember and apply what we talk about. And I dream of a church where we just don't come in and be inspired on Sunday. But I dream of a church where we come in, we are inspired, but we're also equipped with how to live on Monday. And I've heard it said that a blunt pencil is more effective than a sharp mind. And so I really want you to take notes today. I encourage it because today is going to be a lot of content. Just for uh, just an understanding, typically I do, if you've been hanging out around here, you know I'm typically a three-point shooter. I do three points like 90% of the time. Today is six different sets of three-pointers. I'm telling you, man, we're going hard in the paint today. It's like the Golden State Warriors are preaching today. I mean, we're just taking threes all day long. So uh, just prepare your heart. Uh, I'm going to try my very best to do it in a way that's very palatable, but it is maybe going to feel like taking a sip of water of a fire hydrant, okay? So uh, here's what I know. I need God to help me today. So let's do this. Let's pray. Let's invite God to do whatever he wants to do. Let's lay aside our agendas and let's say, God, whatever you want. So God, right now, I believe with all my heart that you drew every person that needs to be here today, right now, that you drew every, that nobody's here on accident, whether that's online whether that's here at Memorial Hall, whether in Overflow, whatever. You called us here. And God, what I believe is that you don't want us to go through the motions today. You don't want us to play church today. And so God, here's our number one desire. We want to hear from you. We want to hear from you. We, want to, we don't want to hear from a man. We want to hear from you, God. And so God, right now, 
We position ourselves in a way to receive from you. No matter what's happened this week, we've had a good week, a bad week, a crazy week, an unpredictable week. God, right now, we lay those things aside, not to ignore them, but to hear from you so that when we leave here, we can be able to better be equipped to handle those things. So God, would you speak to us? Help us really understand the gifts of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Now, when it comes to gifts, when it comes to gifts, just how many of you, by show of hands, you like to give gifts, okay? You, you're a big gift giver. Like, you love to be the one giving gifts. Raise your hand very high right now. Leave it up because all of us need to look and see who the selfless spiritual people are in the room. Keep your hands up because that's who you need to be friends with. I'm trying to help you today. Told you, take notes, okay? I need to be closer to her. Um, <laughs> but how many of you, like me, You like to get gifts. Come on. How many of you like to receive the gifts? Gimme, gimme, gimme. My name is Jimmy. Okay, come on. Like I like to, I like to receive gifts. Well, here's some good news for us today is that all throughout the Bible, God has gifts that he wants to give us. So let me show you just quickly three of the gifts that God wants to give us. Here's the first one. Write this down. The gift of eternal life. This is also known as salvation, but that is a gift that God wants to give every single person at church today, the gift of eternal life. And hands down, this is the most important spiritual gift. This is the most important gift that God has ever given us. In Romans chapter 6, verse 23, it says, for the wages, which is the price, the wages of our sin, that means the bill For when we sin is death. That's what's owed because of our mistakes, because of our sin. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Christ Jesus our Lord. In other words, our sin creates a debt that has to be paid. And what this verse says is that the gift that is given to us is Jesus says, I'll take care of that bill. I'll pay that bill, I'll take their place so that they can have eternal life and spend eternity and spend forever in perfect relationship, which we were all designed to have with God. And like all gifts, this is a free gift. Because once you pay for a gift, or once you earn a gift, it is no longer a gift. See, all gifts, by definition, are free. And so it's very important to know that. So that means that eternal life, it can't be earned before you get the gift or, and I think some people need to hear this, or after you get the gift. So you can't go to church enough, read your Bible enough, pray enough. You can't give money enough or tithe enough. You can't serve enough, do I love my city enough or be good enough to earn that gift or keep that gift. So listen, if you're here and you've never received that gift, if you've never received the gift of eternal life, one, welcome. 
We are so grateful that you are with us today, that you're watching online or you're here in the room. We, are, we could not be more thankful that you're here. You do not have to believe a certain way to belong. Okay? You do not have to behave a certain way to belong. Like you belong right now. We are so thankful and grateful that you're hanging out with us. And here's the second thing. If you're here and that's you, the great news is, is that today you're going to have the opportunity to receive that gift at the very end of this message, I'm going to give you, I'm just telling you right now, I'm going to get, if you've never received that amazing gift, you can today. And so that's one of the gifts that God gives us. Here's the second gift is the gift of the Holy Spirit. The gift of the Holy Spirit. See, the Holy Spirit himself is a gift. In Acts chapter 2, in verse 38 and 39, It says, each of you must repent of your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. By the way, that is the first gift we talk about. That is eternal life. Then, guess what? You'll receive another gift. The gift of the Holy Spirit. This promise is to you and to your children and to those far away living in Cincinnati in 2020. All who have been called by the Lord our God. See, this says that the Holy Spirit, the part of God that lives on the inside of you is a gift to every single believer. So if you've said yes to Jesus, if you've received that first gift of eternal life, you have this gift. See, the first gift that we talk about eternal life, it changes your eternity. But this gift, the gift of the Holy Spirit, it changes you right now. And so the second is the gift of the Holy Spirit. But here's the third gift that God gives us. The gifts given by the Holy Spirit. See, this is also known as spiritual gifts. And not only is the Holy Spirit a gift, the Holy Spirit also has gifts that he wants to give you. In 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 1, it says this about spiritual gifts. Now... About the gifts of the Spirit, brothers and sisters, I do not want you to be uninformed. That's in the Bible. I don't want you to be uninformed of this, Paul writes. And listen, I don't want you to be uninformed either. And that's why it's so important that we talk about this today. So in the Bible... There are three main categories of spiritual gifts, just kind of three big chunks of spiritual gifts, and we'll put those on the screen, that it's motivational gifts, ministry gifts, and manifestational gifts. Now, just a little pro tip here, I learned this after our nine o'clock service, you may want to get your phone and just take pictures, and then go back and write it in your journal later, just Pro tip, uh, just pro tip. Okay, so you'll see the three categories of spiritual gifts up here. Motivational gifts, ministry gifts, and manifestational gifts. That's also the, the gifts of the Holy Spirit. We'll talk about that in just a moment. Now, the first two categories of spiritual gifts there that you see, motivational and ministry, like those are gifts that have been given to you by God. They're woven into your DNA, And if you never made the decision to follow Jesus and begin a friendship with the Holy Spirit, you would still at some level have those gifts. But the maximized, 
full expression of those gifts is found following Jesus in a relationship with the Holy Spirit. See, Psalm 139, it beautifully articulates this in verse 13 and 14, where the writer, he says, for you created not just my hair color, not just my skin color, not just, not just everything about me, my height, my eye color, you also created my inmost being. Not just the things on the outside, but the things on the inside that you created me with a unique personality and that you created me with giftings and passions and things that fire me up for you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. And then he just starts feeling himself, looking inside. I picture him looking at a mirror. Your works are wonderful. And then he makes this last statement that I think is so important, because I don't know if everybody in this room, everybody watching online can say this statement right now. I know that full well. See, I know how I was made. I know how God wired me. I know that how he made not just my outside, but my inside. See, I know, and that's what I've been praying all week, is that that this week something would click, that you would know full well how God designs you. And by the way, that's why we do Grow Track. Because we want you to be able to know how God uniquely designed you. And so listen, spiritual gifts are not just reserved for pastors. It's not just reserved for people that are leaders or people that stand on stages. That it's not just for the spiritually elite. No, your gifts are needed just as much as my gifts. That every single one of us, when it comes to the kingdom of God, we all have a part to play. Listen, I have a part to play, but so do you. And both are equally important, that we all have a part to play. I'm telling you, there's gifts and passions and a personality on the inside of you, and we want to help you find them. And step two is designed to help you discover those first two categories of spiritual gifts. That's why we do it. For you to discover your God-given design and your personality and your giftings and passions. And here's why we want you to discover them. Because we're all created by God for one purpose and that's to make a difference. And we want to help you discover how you are uniquely designed so that you can make the biggest difference while you're breathing here on planet Earth. And we do that in step two, which by the way is today. At 4.30, online, where you can wear your stretchy pants. And all you have to do is just go to our website, queencitypeople.com slash growtrack. You sign up, get all the information. We would be honored if you hung out with us today. I literally had this thought while I was preparing this message. Like, think about this. You could go to bed tonight knowing how God uniquely designed you. What a thought. That maybe right now you're like, I don't know the answer to that. You can tonight. And I think that's really cool. Now, for the rest of our time, I want to focus on that third category of spiritual gifts. The manifestational gifts. The gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now, these are gifts that sometimes have some bad PR to them. They sometimes have some baggage attached to that because maybe you have had some experiences in some way, shape, or form with these spiritual gifts. 
and it's maybe you've had bad experiences, weird experiences, maybe it's even caused some hesitation or some fear, and you've built up walls because of maybe past experiences or something that's very unknown. And so let me just diffuse the room just for a second and remind you of something that I told you week one of this series is that the Holy Spirit is not weird. People are weird. Come on, can I get a good amen from the church? How many of you know some weird people? Yeah. But the Holy Spirit is not weird. The Holy Spirit is good. And his gifts are good. Let me show you 1 Corinthians chapter 12. I'm going to read verse 4. And it says, there are different kinds of gifts. We just talked about that. But the same Spirit distributes them. In verse 7, talking about the manifestational gifts of the Holy Spirit. Now to each one. And let me just have a little bit of verbal participation. I know you got your mask game on strong right now. I know you're at home right now and you may feel by yourself and silly talking out loud to a pastor that can't hear you. But listen, on the count of three, I want you to answer yes or no to this question. Are you an each? One, two, three. Yes, you are. Well done. You are an each. Now to each one. The manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. That's the reason. It's for good, helping people. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, a message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one Spirit. To another, miraculous powers. And maybe your version says just miracles. To another, prophecy to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and to still another the interpretation of tongues. All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, the Holy Spirit. And he distributes them to, there it is again, each, you're in each, I'm in each, to each one, just as he determines. Now, these verses talk about nine different manifestational gifts or gifts of the Holy Spirit. And I'm going to break them down into three categories, each with three different gifts, and give you definitions of each gifts. Buckle up, let's go, okay? Here's the first category that we see is perceiving gifts. It's perceiving gifts. And it's when the Holy Spirit reveals something. And the first I want to highlight is the message of knowledge. And here's the simple definition of that. To know something specific without having learned it by natural means. In other words, that the Holy Spirit reveals something to you about a person or a situation that there's no way that you could know that information on your own so that, and for the purpose, so that you can minister to that person or to that situation. Now, I don't have time to give you biblical examples of each and every one of these, but what, what you'll find is that once you learn about this and then you read the life of Jesus, you will see many examples of Jesus operating in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And so let me highlight one of those. In John chapter four, when Jesus is having a conversation with the woman at the well, and he says, go and get your husband. I don't have a husband, the woman replied. And Jesus said, you're right. You don't have a husband. 
For you have had five husbands, and you aren't even married to the man that you're living with now. You certainly spoke the truth. Now he makes this statement, and then he, it opens up a tremendous door for him to be able to minister to this woman. Now there's no way Jesus, who was yet fully God, but also fully man, could have known those details just by natural means. Because he was operating in the gift of the Holy Spirit, of the message of knowledge. Now, I used to be a youth pastor. I used to take kids every summer to conferences and summer camps. Come on, how many love summer camp? Isn't it good, man? How many of you have your life changed at summer camp? I'm telling you, it's awesome. And I would take students every single summer to summer camp. And one night at one specific camp, it was during worship. And it was an amazing night. And I was, I mean, it was just like we experienced earlier. And I look over and I see a guy that I barely knew. And this guy was sitting there and he was worshiping. And I felt like right there in that moment during worship, God gave me a picture for him. That he gave me a picture of a chair. That's it, just a chair. And then a message, keep being faithful. That I felt like I needed to go share with him. For me, it was an act of obedience. It was like, so I went to him, and I was super reluctant. Like, this hasn't happened too many times in my life. And I was, like, very reluctant and scared of, like, oh, my gosh, I want to be weird. But, like, hey, man, um, God, like, I feel like God just gave me something for you. And, I, like, I don't know, like, if this actually applies to your life. If it doesn't, just take it, just toss it out. Like, if it doesn't, just no big deal. Just I'm trying to be, like, super cool and suave, you know, and I just say, hey, Here's what I feel like. I, I feel like God gave me a picture of a chair and this phrase, keep being faithful. Does that mean anything to you? And he immediately started bawling and just crying. And he said, you have no idea what that just spoke to me because I've been interning at this church and I feel like I should be further than I am and I feel like all, I, I'm, I'm so close to quitting and I made a decision that I may quit even after this week, after this camp, because all I feel like I'm doing is moving chairs. And long story short, he stayed with it, he stuck with it. And here's the cool thing, right now, it's an amazing church in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And now he is the youth pastor of that church years and years and years later. It's amazing. So that is a message of not, I didn't know that. The Holy Spirit gave me a gift of the message of knowledge to help. Here's a second one. It's a message of wisdom. Message of wisdom. And the definition is an answer or solution from God for a specific thing. Now, there's going to be times of life, and I know that you and I have experienced this many times, where you or somebody else close to you is going through something and you desperately need wisdom to know what to do. And in those times, the Holy Spirit can give you the gift of wisdom. Now, this happens all the time in our leadership meetings. Like we're sitting there meeting as a team and discussing a lot of different things. And, you know, maybe there's a problem that needs to be solved or something to work out. And it's like we're just talking in circles and going. But then all of a sudden, when we don't know what to do, somebody will say something and it'll just be like, bing, like the light bulb will go off because right there in that moment, the Holy Spirit gave the gift of wisdom. Now, here's the question I have for you, and I'm going to do this from time to time throughout this message. Would it be okay 
if the Holy Spirit gave you or somebody that you know wisdom when you needed some wisdom? Would that be okay? Here, like the, uh, here's why. Here's why I ask that. Because the Holy Spirit is good and his gifts are good. So the second perceiving gift is message of wisdom. Here's the third, distinguishing between spirits. That was the, this how it was translated in my Bible. Distinguishing between spirits. And here's the definition, to be made aware of the presence of the enemy. Now, many translations don't say distinguishing. It says discerning of spirits. And just so you know, this is not discernment. A lot of people have gotten confused, and a lot of people think that there is a spiritual gift of discernment, but there is no spiritual gift of discernment in the Bible. But many people think, you know what? I have the gift of discernment. Now, this may be only my experience, but a lot of people, not all, not all, but a lot, who say, I have the gift of discernment, actually have the gift of criticism. (laughs) Do not poke any of your neighbors. I'm telling you, that gift is not in the Bible. See, this doesn't say the gift of discernment. It says the discerning of spirits, distinguishing between spirits. And just so you know, we have a very real enemy. And we are in a battle all the time. In Ephesians chapter 6, verse 12, it says, For we are not, we need to hear this this week, we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies. But there is a battle. But against the evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. And when you look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and you see that word distinguishing or discerning maybe in your Bible, it means this, to see through something. In other words, that this gift of the Holy Spirit allows us to see through the natural into the supernatural. So the Holy Spirit will make you supernaturally aware of the presence of the enemy in your life. I'm telling you, if you're married, you want to know, is the presence of the enemy in my marriage? Is the presence of the enemy in my, my friendships right now? And so it just makes you aware of that. And that's a really good thing. So the first category of these gifts of the Holy Spirit is perceiving gifts. Here's the second, proclaiming gifts. And this is when the Holy Spirit speaks. And the first proclaiming gift that we see is prophecy. And there's a lot of like, what what is prophecy? What does that mean? Here's the simplest definition that I could think of. It's a message of encouragement from God through a person. That's it. It is a message of encouragement from God through a person. And New Testament prophecy is described in detail in 1 Corinthians chapter 14. And it says this in verse 1. It says, follow the way of love and eagerly desire gifts of the Spirit, especially prophecy. And then it goes on to say in verse 3, the one who prophesies speaks to people. And here's the purpose of prophecy for their strengthening encouraging and comfort. See, the purpose of prophecy, that's what it is. It's always to strengthen, encourage, and comfort. It's never to tear down. 
It's never to correct. It's never to gossip. And it's never to get what you want by throwing down the God card and saying, thus saith the Lord. That is not prophecy. And so this week as I was preparing, I prayed and I asked God, God, would you give me a message, a prophetic word? In other words, just an encouragement for somebody that is at church. And so I prayed and I felt like God gave me something to share. And maybe this is for you, maybe it's not for you. Maybe this is for somebody that's watching online, but there is somebody that's frustrated professionally. You're frustrated right now with your job. Maybe you're not getting what you want. Maybe you're frustrated because you feel like you should be somewhere right now that you're not, that I should be further along than I am. I should be getting that opportunity. I should have gotten that raise. I should be able to get more opportunity. Whatever the case is, you are frustrated and it feels like you're being held back. Here's what I want you to hear from God. I believe God spoke this to me this week as I was preparing. God wants you to know that you're not being held back You're being pulled back like in a slingshot. And if you fully embrace this season that you're in right now, and you fully embrace what he wants to teach you right now, specifically in your character and your integrity, that if you fully embrace everything that he's teaching you when you are being pulled back like a slingshot, you'll be released and you'll go further and faster than you ever dreamed. And you will have the character and the integrity to support all that's coming in there. See, isn't that a good thing? I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit is good and his gifts are good. Now, if that's you and that spoke to you, just come to the front. I'm playing. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> here's, the second, here's the second proclaiming gift. is speaking in different kinds of tongues. Oh, yeah. We're going there, baby. Here we go. And here's the definition. A message from God through a person in a language unknown to that person. A message from God through a person in a language unknown to that person. Now, maybe you have heard of having a prayer language. Maybe you've heard that language somewhere in your life. I want you to understand there's a difference between the spiritual gift of speaking in tongues and a prayer language. See, a prayer language is you speaking to God. See, when you pray in a language you know, so like for me, that's English. When I pray in English, it is my mind. It is what I can cognitively understand is connecting with God. It is my mind connecting with God. But whenever you pray in a prayer language, it's your spirit man that is connecting with God. So a prayer language is you speaking, but the spiritual gift mentioned here in 1 Corinthians chapter 12 is God speaking. See, it's a message from God. It's not, it's not you talking. It's God talking from God through a person in a language unknown to that person. And let me make this crystal clear at Queen City Church. We believe that all the gifts are, are for today. That everything in this Bible is for today. That this is the holy, living, alive word of God. 
and even the parts that are hard for me to understand and that even the parts that I read that are really hard for me to line my life up to it is still from God. And we believe that all the gifts are for today. That if a God has a gift for us, it's good. But I've been asked many times by people, when it comes to this specific gift of the Holy Spirit, then why don't we experience this specific gift at Queen City Church on a Sunday? And it's because 1 Corinthians chapter 14 gives some boundaries for this gift. And it says that if you're speaking in tongues and an unbeliever or uninformed person, somebody that hasn't been taught what this is and what this is not, and uninformed persons there, don't do that because they'll think you're crazy. It says don't do it because they'll think you're crazy and it will actually create a wall that will keep them from getting to know God better. Not the opposite, which is to get them to know God more. And so every single week at our church, for the last 113 weeks, every single service, we've had unbelievers and uninformed people. And by the way, I love it. I love it. Because that's why we started our church. We didn't start our church for church people, but to reach people that are far from God. And we, church, don't want to do anything to create a wall that will keep other people from getting to know God. That's important. And so that's the reason why. And then the next gift actually goes hand in hand with that gift, and that's the interpretation of tongues. It's understanding and expressing the thoughts or intent of the message in tongues. And so that's the simple definition. And so it's when God speaks through a person in an unknown language, this gift is used to interpret what was actually said. And by the way, it is the interpretation, not the translation. The interpretation is the thought or the intent. And translation is word for word. So I've preached before in another country where I was using an interpreter, not a translator. Because I would talk for like a paragraph and then it would be like a phrase coming out of the case. But if like the UN, for example, the UN doesn't use an interpreter, it uses a translator. Because they want to hear word for word everything that's being said. Now growing up every single day, maybe this will help kind of understand is the difference between interpretation and translation is that growing up every single day, my parents who are amazing, I love my mom and dad so much, would ask me and my sister inevitably every single day after school, how was your day? Whenever we would see them, every single day would ask me, how are you doing? Now my interpretation of my day, of the totality of my day, of the eight, nine, 10 hours that I was away from my parents since last time I saw them, 99% of the time, my interpretation was good. That was it. Like that was my interpretation. That was as much as they were gonna get. But my sister's interpretation was much different. She would talk way more than me of the totality of her day and she'd talk for about 25 minutes before ever coming up for air if you let her. And so those are the proclaiming gifts. Now, here's the third kind of category is power gifts, power gifts, power gifts. It's when the Holy Spirit empowers something to happen. And the first one that we can talk about is faith. It's faith. And here's the definition, a supernatural belief 
and confidence for a specific situation. That when you are faced with a situation that is too big for you and God gives you supernatural faith, maybe you get a bad report at the doctor, and even though it's incredibly scary, instead of fear, you instantly have faith. Maybe it's somebody that is around you that is going through something hard and you know it and they come and talk to you about it and all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you are just confident that God is going to see them through. And it's whenever you don't have enough faith on your own for that situation, the Holy Spirit will lend you some of his. So let me ask you a question. With everything that's happening in your life right now, Everything that's happening in our country right now, everything that's happening in our world right now, everything that's happened in 2020, would it be okay if God gave you supernatural belief and confidence that everything is going to be okay? I'm telling you, his gifts are good. His gifts are good. Now, the second power gift is healing. Healing. It's a supernatural gift of divine health. And I just want to remind you today at church that God is a healer, that the great physician hasn't closed up shop. But if I'm completely honest, there's been times where I have really struggled with this specific gift of the Holy Spirit. There's been times where I've really wrestled with doubt. Does God do that? Does God still heal? But then I read things in my Bible, like Psalm 103, and it says this in verse 2, praise the Lord, my soul, and forget not all his benefits, that there's some benefits that come with God, who forgives all your sins. And here's the truth, I haven't struggled with that one. But then it goes on and has to say, and heals all your diseases, So why do I believe the first benefit in that verse, but then I struggle so much to believe the second benefit in that verse? See, healing is a benefit. It's a gift of the Holy Spirit. And then the third power gift is miracles. And here's just the simplest definition I could think of. A divine intervention that changes our natural circumstances. A divine intervention that changes our natural circumstances. Now, miracles happen around us all the time, even if we don't see them. There's miracles that happen all the time around us. Like, for example, supernatural provision. Like God provides, and God provides jobs, and God provides resources and finances and friends. And there's like God provides supernaturally for us. God also has supernatural protection that even a lot of times I don't think that we're fully aware of. That God, he'll open up doors. He'll close doors. And that's just to name a few. And the truth is, if you read this book cover to cover, you'll see miracle after miracle. Miracles all throughout the Bible. But the question is, what about for today. Let me ask this question, and I think this is going to really stir your faith up a little bit today, is that by show of hands, how many of you have ever experienced a miracle, big or small? If you have experienced a miracle, lift them up and raise them up high. Don't T-Rex. Let everybody see this, because it's going to build their faith. It'll actually give us that gift, the gift of faith. Isn't that awesome? 
Come on, God is still the God of miracles. And so that's so encouraging to me. So when we see the gifts of the Holy Spirit, we see perceiving gifts, proclaiming gifts, empowered gifts. Now, let me end with this, is that I've met many people that confidently will say, I have this gift when it comes to those nine. And like, I have, I have this gift, and I'm proud of this gift, and I lift this gift up above every single other gift and almost use this gift as like a way of saying, I'm spiritually here where other people are spiritually here. And I'm telling you, that's not of God. But I've also met people that maybe don't have a specific gift, but they really, really idolize and look up to a gift. If only I could have that gift. And we lift this up above everything else. Here's what I want you to understand today is that you and I don't have any of these nine gifts. That you don't have the gift of healing. You don't have the gift of miracles, the gift of speaking in tongues, the gift of message of knowledge or wisdom. You have the gift of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit has all of these gifts. See, when you have the gift of the Holy Spirit, you don't just have access to a gift, you have access to all the gifts. You just don't have access to that, you have access to this. You have access to all the gifts that when you have that gift of the Holy Spirit, that's what happens whenever you need one, he will give you one. When you need faith, the Holy Spirit will give you faith. When you need healing, the Holy Spirit will give you healing. When you need miracle or a message of wisdom, the Holy Spirit will give you those things. And get this, here's the great news, he never runs out. The Holy Spirit is the gift that keeps on giving. And so why settle for this when you can have that? And I don't know about you, but I want everything that God has for me, including all his gifts. So the question today is how, how, how can I receive everything, including every gift that the Holy Spirit has for you. I have not done this in the first 113 weeks of our church, but I'm gonna do it today. You gotta come next week. I do want you to bow your head and close your eyes. Before we go to lunch, before we watch football, before we hang out with people, before we enjoy this beautiful day, I want you to right now ask God, God, what are you saying to me? I believe God speaks to us every single week. But the question is, do we take time to listen? And I believe right now he wants to say something to you. He wants to give you a next step from today. And so ask him, God, what are you saying to me today? If you're watching at home, ask him, what can my next step be? Maybe for some of you, the next step is, I need to rewatch this message a couple times this week. Maybe your response needs 
to be growth track today at 4.30. That, you know, I just need to do that today. I need to go to bed tonight knowing how God made me. Maybe your response needs to tell God today, like you need to tell God today that you want to receive everything, including every single gift that he has for you. That today you're making the choice to lower your walls and your defenses so that you can receive all that he has for you. Maybe you need to receive the greatest gift that God has for each and every one of us. That's the gift of eternal life. What we talked about at the very beginning of this message. And we want to give you that opportunity. We want to give you the opportunity today to say yes to Jesus. To start or to restart a relationship with him. We're not going to point you out, make you come forward, or embarrass you in any way. But we do this every single week because we believe this is the greatest gift that you can ever receive. And that's the gift of forgiveness, the gift of grace, the gift of what Jesus has done for you, that he paid your bill and he has a beautiful gift of eternal life for you, but you still have to receive it. And today, if that is your step, you know that what, that's what God is speaking to you. And if that's you, all I wanna do is I wanna pray with you. And I wanna lead you in a very simple prayer that can establish right relationship with God and everything can change. And so if you're here and that's you, I am gonna ask you to take one step of faith. And that's with every single eye closed and every single head bowed, that if you're here and you know that's the decision that you need to make, I need to say yes to Jesus. I need to start or restart a relationship with him. On the count of three, I want you to raise your hand. If you're watching online, something's gonna pop up right there in the chat and say, that's me. So if that's you and you wanna say yes to Jesus, just raise your hand on the count of three. Nobody looking around. One, two, three. If that's you, I need to start or I need to restart a relationship with Jesus today. Yep, yep. Anybody else? Yeah, I got you. I got you. That's awesome. That's awesome. I got you. I got you. It's fantastic. Fantastic. Proud of you. Proud of you. If you're watching online, that's you. I'm so proud of you. I want you to bow your head and close your eyes. You can put your hands down. Just pray something like this, just in your heart. It's not about the words. It's about you meaning this. Say, Jesus, I love you. I need you. And I'm sorry if I've lived my life without you. I repent, I change my mind, I change my direction. Holy Spirit, will you come live inside me? Will you do what I can't do? Will you change me? And will you make me brand new? I surrender my whole life to you. I give you my life. And today I choose to follow you. And right now, in the name of Jesus, I receive the gift that you paid for, for me on the cross. I receive the gift of eternal life. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for that amazing gift. In Jesus' name we pray, and the entire church said amen. Come on, church, can we clap our hands and celebrate with those that just made that decision? It's awesome. Thank you so much for joining us today. If this message has changed your perspective on God or life, feel free to email your story to info at queencitypeople.com. We'd love to celebrate the change happening in your life. We'd also love to pray for you. If you have any prayer requests, big or small, head over to queencitypeople.com prayer and fill out the form with as much detail as you'd like. For more information about Queen City Church's service times, location, or events, visit queencitypeople.com 
or follow us on social media platforms at Queen City People.